Hello once again and welcome to episode 9 of the SNDJ Wedding Reception Planning Podcast. My name is Stacy Knowles, Entertainment Director and Professional Wedding DJ at SNDJ Entertainment in Pensacola, Florida. And if this is your first time with us, we want to take this time to welcome you and tell you what we are all about. This series of podcasts is designed to help brides and grooms who may be planning a wedding to make that process a whole lot easier. And if you're a wedding DJ just looking for tips to improve your services for your clients, or maybe you're just someone who is interested in weddings in general, then you will definitely benefit from this podcast. I also want to stress that even though we are located in Pensacola, Florida, this podcast is for everyone. We're not just targeting brides and grooms who are getting married in the Florida Panhandle or along the Gulf Coast. So regardless of where you live in the country or the world, you will get something out of this, whether you're planning on getting married in Florida, Montana, or Mongolia. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to our first eight episodes of this podcast, then I would highly recommend you go back and listen to them. In past episodes, we've talked about how I got started as a professional wedding DJ, how SNDJ Entertainment got started. We talked about how to hire a professional wedding DJ. We walked you through a typical wedding reception. We also gave you some tips on how to make your wedding successful, affordable, and so much more. So lots and lots of information in those first eight podcast episodes. Also, in addition to our audio podcast that you can find on your podcast platforms, we are also adding the audio of this podcast and our other podcasts to our YouTube channel. So if you would like to see some video footage from recent weddings while you listen to the audio of this podcast, just go to our YouTube channel and do a search for Stacy Knowles DJ. That's S-T-A-C-E-Y-N-O-L-E-S-D-J, and it will come up. All of our podcasts are in the Tips for Brides and Grooms playlist on YouTube. With that said, let's get started with Episode 9. Now back in Episode 3 of the SNDJ Wedding Reception Planning Podcast, we walked you through a wedding reception outline with an order of events. It's the same outline that we go over with our brides and grooms at our consultations. We do like to stress that outline is simply a guideline to help brides and grooms get started in their planning process, and we can always add things in, take things out, and customize it however they would like. Now in this episode, we're going to zero in on parts of the reception and dive a little deeper into certain parts of the reception. We're going to talk about the pre-reception visiting time, the wedding party introductions, dinner, toast, and your cake cutting. Then we'll wrap up this episode by answering some of your questions. So we got a full episode of information here for you today. Now, before we start talking about our topics, I just want to reiterate that everything I am talking about in all of these episodes is our normal procedures at SNDJ Entertainment, and it's what we recommend to our brides and grooms. Now, keep in mind, you may live in a part of the country or somewhere else in the world where things are done slightly different, or maybe you might have a DJ service who does things slightly different. So again, just keep in mind that this is standard that we use at SNDJ Entertainment. So now let's discuss the pre-reception visiting time. So what is that? Well, some people call it the cocktail hour, others call it the pre-reception visiting time, but it's all the same thing. For the purpose of this episode, we're going to refer to it as the pre-reception visiting time. So let's say your ceremony has been completed, you're now off having your photos taken with your wedding party, and your guests are now arriving at the reception. As your wedding DJ and MC, it is my responsibility to make sure everyone knows what will happen and when throughout the entire reception. And usually I start out by introducing myself to your guest. I invite them to socialize, maybe visit the bar, and then I let them know that we will be announcing our wedding party as soon as you are finished with your photos. And during this time, we'll usually play some socializing music, and I often ask my brides and grooms what they would like during this time, and it varies really depending on the couple. 
I've had some brides who want light classical music. I've had others who want light rock, such as Billy Joel, Jack Johnson, Michael Bolton, that type of music. Others have also chosen oldies music, like Elvis Presley. And some have even chosen beach-style music if their reception will be held at the beach. That's kind of like uh, maybe uh, Jimmy Buffett type of music or Beach Boys or something like that. It's also not uncommon for brides and grooms to choose country music, especially here in the South if they are having a reception in a barn, or let's say their wedding is in December, they may choose Christmas music. So I advise brides and grooms to really give some thought about what they would like during this time, and we can be pretty creative with it as well. And you don't even have to have music if you don't want to during this time. I actually had a bride one time who asked me to play Jeff Foxworthy stand-up comedy during this time. So again, it could be anything that you want, and we'll customize it however you want to do that. Now let's talk about the wedding party introductions. In the planning process, we've already prepared your written planner, sequence of events, and all of your wedding party listed. But now it's time for the wedding party introductions. Sometimes I have brides and grooms who want grandparents, parents, and the entire wedding party announced, and other times I've had couples who just want the wedding party announced, and in some cases they only want the bride and groom to do a grand entrance without any other family members or members of the wedding party. All is okay, depending on your preferences. So for this particular example, we're going to assume that you want the entire wedding party introduced, and here's how that works. Once you and the wedding party have finished your photos, I will meet with you in private to make sure that everyone is lined up in order. Maybe we'll be outside in the hallway or outside the barn if you're getting married in a barn or something like that. I'll then give your wedding party instructions on what to do once they are announced. And 99.9% .9 of the time, I ask them to go to the dance floor after I call their name and remain on the dance floor until we get through uh, the bride and groom. And uh, you can choose a song for you and the wedding party to come out to, and some brides choose one song for the wedding party to come out to, and then another song for the bride and groom. Again, whatever you want to do is perfectly okay. You can also choose the same song for everyone to come out to. That's completely up to you. I tell my brides and grooms to have fun with this. Be creative. Sometimes members of the wedding party want to do a little dance as they walk toward the dance floor, and that's perfectly okay. When it comes to announcing the bride and groom, I like to get everyone excited and hyped up. Once I've gotten through the wedding party, I usually queue up the song for the bride and groom to enter. If it's not the same song as the wedding party, then I may say something like, and now let's make some noise for our newest bride and groom. I want people to hear you all the way in Mobile. No, forget that. I want them to hear you all the way in New Orleans. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for our newest bride and groom, Mr. and Mrs. John Smith. And then everyone will cheer at that time for the bride and groom as they enter. The bride and groom will go to the dance floor, and I usually ask the wedding party to remain on the dance floor for about 30 seconds so that if anyone wants to get a group photo of them together, they can do that at this time. Now, as I said before, we can be very creative. If you want to come in like rock stars, we can do that, or if you want more laid back and not so much hype, we can do that as well. I even had a bride and groom one time who didn't even want me to mention their names. They just wanted me to simply say, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome our bride and groom, and then they came in, and that was it. Other times I've had brides and grooms ask me to just use their first names and not their last name for various reasons. Example, a few years ago a bride and groom hired me to do their wedding and they asked me to only announce their first names when they entered the reception. Well, the bride told me that the groom had chosen to take her last name instead of her taking his as is tradition and his family was not too happy about it. So that was what we did. So be sure to talk to your DJ and tell him how you would like to be announced and put some thought into this. Again, you can make this part of your reception very fun and very creative. Now we're going to skip ahead to your dinner time or lunch if you're having an early afternoon reception. If you have someone you would like to say the blessing, I will invite them to do that before the meal. If you don't do a blessing, we'll just omit that part depending on your preferences. 
When it comes time to serve your meal, what I typically do is if it's a buffet, I will ask the bride and groom to leave the buffet line, followed by their parents, grandparents, the wedding party, and finally their guest. If it's a sit-down dinner served by staff members, then everyone will be seated in order to be served. And sometimes in a buffet style, the wait staff will actually fix the bride and groom's plate so that they don't have to walk through the buffet line. In that case, I have the bride and groom sit at their table while we have the wedding party leave the buffet line. Once each member of the wedding party is in line, we will then open the buffet to everyone. Now, if you have a lot of guests, you may want to consider having table numbers uh, on your tables and having your DJ dismiss tables one at a time so that there isn't a huge line at the buffet. That really worked out well during the COVID-19 pandemic, and that helped out a lot with uh, making sure that there weren't as many people in the buffet line, you know, up there crowding the buffet line and all that stuff. Other times we've dismissed one half of the room at one time and then the other half. So whatever you want to do, we can definitely do that to keep it organized. Now during dinner, just like your pre-reception visiting time or your cocktail hour, we will play some music of your choosing. I would say most of the time my brides and grooms choose to play the same type of music that they had for the pre-reception visiting time. Others have chosen something different. Again, totally up to you. So now it looks like most people have finished eating or are close to finishing dinner. Well, this is the time that I would go to my bride and groom and ask them if they are ready for me to give the 10-minute announcement for their toast. I like to do this in case our bride needs to go to the bathroom, maybe she needs to freshen up her makeup or something else, and we'll give her a chance to do that. I will also check with the other vendors, especially the photographer, to let them know that we will be doing the toast in about 10 minutes. Again, I always like to communicate with the other vendors so that we can make sure that they are ready in case the photographer, for example, needs to change out a cartridge, a battery, or something like that. I also check with the wait staff in case they need to pour champagne or something. Once I've checked with everyone, I will then get on the microphone and let the guests know that we'll be doing the toast in 10 minutes or 15, 20, however long the bride would like for me to wait and however long it will take for everyone to get ready. I also like to talk to the ones giving the toast just to give them some quick tips and in our last episode, episode 8, we actually talked about that more in depth. If you want some great tips on how to do a toast or a speech, be sure to go back and listen to episode 8 of the SNDJ Wedding Reception Planning Podcast. Now, at the end of that period, I will once again check with the bride and groom to make sure that they are ready, the photographer, and the other vendors to make sure they're ready as well. Then, and only then, after I have personally checked with the bride, groom, and the other vendors to make sure they are ready, will I announce that we are doing the toast. At this point, before we do the toast, I usually take a couple of seconds to thank the catering staff for the meal everyone just enjoyed, and I ask everyone to give them a round of applause. A lot of times, the wait staff and the caterers get overlooked, so if I can give them about 15 seconds of recognition, I know that will make them feel appreciated. At this point, I will introduce whoever is giving the toast. Usually, it's the father of the bride, the maid of or matron of honor, best man, or whoever the bride and groom have chosen to give a speech. After we've done the planned toast, or if there aren't any planned toasts, we can always do what we call an open toast, and I've briefly talked about this before. An open toast is where we open up the microphone to everyone in the room and I take the microphone to them. Again, this is strictly up to you if you wanted to do this. As I tell all of my brides and grooms, you know your friends and family better than I do, so if you think we would be there until 4 a.m. if every one of your guests gets on the microphone, then you may not want to do this. So this is an option we present for our brides and grooms. Now it's time to talk about the cake cutting. Again, this is a time that you can be very creative. I usually ask everyone to turn their attention to the cake. The bride and groom will then cut the cake. Oftentimes there is a wedding cake, a groom's cake, and sometimes a bride's cake. I've had couples have all three, while I've had others that just simply had a wedding cake and that was it. Again, whatever your preferences are, that is perfectly fine. 
One time I had a bride and groom who were college rivals, meaning they liked rival teams and went to rival schools. The bride went to Florida State University, which is the Seminoles, while the groom went to the University of Florida, which is the Gators. Those are two big rival schools here in the state of Florida. Well, the bride chose an FSU cake for herself, the groom chose a Florida cake for his cake, and then they had a wedding cake. Well, the bride and groom decided to take a picture of themselves stabbing the knife into each other's rival cake. In other words, the bride took the knife and stabbed the groom's cake, and the groom did the same with the bride's cake. Other times, I've had brides and grooms who went to the same school and wanted to have a cake in the shape of their team's football field instead of a wedding cake. Again, it's all based on what you want. We also play an appropriate song. The most requested song we get for the cake cutting is the Dirty Dancing theme, which is the Time of My Life by Bill Medley and Jennifer Warrens. I would also say our second most requested song is Chapel of Love by the Dixie Cups. But again, it's all based on your preferences. I've had some couples choose Love of a Lifetime by Firehouse, while others may choose a country song. And yes, I've even had brides and grooms choose the fight song to their college if they have a football theme cake. So again, we can make this event very fun for you and your guests. So now we're going to get to some of your questions. I want to thank those of you who have taken time to write me and ask your questions. I'll be giving my email address and contact information out in just a few minutes. Our first question comes from Tiffany. She wrote me and said that she has hired a band for her upcoming wedding reception, but also wants a DJ. She wants to know, how does that work, and have we ever worked with bands before? Tiffany, a very good question, and yes, we have worked with bands before. It uh, really depends on what you have in mind as how we handle things. I've done weddings where the bride and groom hired a band strictly for the ceremony and the cocktail hour, then they had us take over the rest of the reception. I've also had brides and grooms who hired a band for the entire reception, but they wanted us there as well. We then took turns. The band would play for a while, then we would play, the band would come back on, then we would come back on again, etc. So there really isn't a one-way-fits-all. It all depends on how long you have your band for and what you envision. But yes, we have worked with bands before, and having both can make your reception very memorable. Kenneth wrote and asked about equipment failure and if we ever had to cancel an event because of equipment failure. Again, this is a very good question, and first, no, I have never had to cancel an event because of equipment failure in my almost 19 years of operating SNDJ Entertainment. But I can say that there is not a DJ service in the world that will be able to honestly tell you they have never had something go wrong with their equipment. After all, we are working with technology, and sometimes technology can fail. As I've told other DJs, it's not a matter of if something will happen, it's when, so we know something is going to fail eventually. But the key is, how do we handle that? Well, first of all, let me tell you how I handle things. I think bringing backup equipment just in case is a great idea. If you look behind my DJ table at a wedding or event, you will notice I have two computers out and booted up at all times. I have a main computer and the other one is a backup. Now, some DJs will have a backup computer in their vehicle they keep just in case, but I like to take it one step further. I like to have my backup computer out, booted up, hooked up, and ready to go just in case my main computer freezes up or something. I can immediately go to the backup and the music doesn't have to stop. I've had that happen a couple of times and the guests never knew there was a problem. My backup computer is an exact copy of my main computer and has all the same music, so if the main computer freezes up, I can immediately go to the backup and play music off of it until the main computer boots back up. I also carry my smaller sound system with me to every event. Again, it's a backup, and other than taking a few minutes to hook it up, your reception would not be disrupted. I've never had to use it as a backup in an event, but it is in my van ready in case something did happen. 
As far as equipment failures at events I've hosted, again, I've never had anything major happen. I would say about the worst thing that I had happen was uh, one time I was set up for a wedding ceremony, uh, and the ceremony was outside, the reception was inside. Well, my computer had to reboot, and it was about 15 minutes before the ceremony began. Well, my computer decided at that time it was time to do some updates at the time, and anyone with a Windows computer knows that when your computer does updates, it can take a while. Well, the good news is I had another computer in the reception room with the ceremony music already loaded. So I ran in there, got that computer, hooked it up, and did the ceremony. Nobody was ever the wiser anything had ever happened. So since then, I've learned how to schedule the updates, which I do at 2 o'clock in the morning, so I won't have that issue again. I've had some minor things happen with the microphone, too. One time I was doing a wedding at the beach, and my cordless microphone I was using at the time picked up someone's cordless phone conversation. I was also doing a wedding at Pensacola Naval Air Station, and for a brief second we were picking up a police scanner. However, this was back before 2010. Since then, we've gotten new digital cordless microphones, which does not operate on the same frequencies as phones and police scanners, so we no longer have that issue. Todd wrote in and mentioned he and his fiance have been married before, and they aren't wanting a traditional wedding reception. Is there an alternative for them? Well, the answer to that is yes. We talked about this in another episode, but I think Todd wants me to expand on that a little bit. Let's say this is your second marriage, or let's say you're on a budget and can't afford a full wedding reception, but you still want a fun and memorable event. Well, at SNDG Entertainment, we let our brides and grooms choose a regular party package instead of a reception package if that works out best for them. So what's the difference? Well, obviously, with a party, there isn't going to be nearly as much planning and preparation as there would be with a full-fledged wedding reception. So cost is definitely one major difference. A party isn't going to be as expensive. Another difference is since it would be a simple party after your reception, there wouldn't be any traditional wedding reception events. We wouldn't put together a planner. There wouldn't be any wedding party introductions, no spotlight dances or anything like that. It would simply be pretty much what you would expect, just music and dancing the entire evening. And that doesn't mean it can't be fun and formal. We can make it uh, more along the lines of a corporate party or a birthday party instead. So you would receive the exact same services that we offer to our corporate clients or our birthday party clients. I can't speak for other DJ services, but I can tell you if brides and grooms come to us and tell us they don't want all the traditional wedding reception events, or if they are on a strict budget, then this is something I would definitely recommend for them. I would say it's probably safe to say most professional wedding DJs would offer this option if you asked about it, but again, we want to make sure that our brides and grooms understand by taking this option, they would receive the same service as our corporate clients and our party clients. But if this is something that you would like to consider, be sure to talk to your DJ about it. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode of the SNDJ Wedding Reception Planning Podcast. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have gotten something out of this. If you have a question or comment, please feel free to reach out. You can reach me personally by texting or calling the SNDJ Entertainment Line at 850-501-1590, or you can email me directly at weddings at sndjpensacola.com. That's weddings, W-E-D-D-I-N-G-S, at S-N-D-J-P-E-N-S-A-C-O-L-A dot com. You can also visit the SNDJ Entertainment website at SNDJPensacola.com where we have links to our Facebook page, YouTube channel, and a lot of other information. Once again, my name is Stacy Knowles, Entertainment Director and Professional Wedding DJ at SNDJ Entertainment in Pensacola, Florida. I look forward to talking to you next time on the SNDJ Wedding Reception Planning Podcast. Until then, take care and God bless.